Thank you for tuning in to the Crossover Podcast. We hope this message inspires you and grows your faith. To learn more about Crossover, visit our website at crossovernorman.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Crossover Norman. Enjoy the message. Hey, 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 how is everyone? Hey, if you love Jesus, say I do. Man, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little, I'm, I'm really impressed that y'all showed up tonight. You must really love some Jesus. Come on now. When I saw just a little precipitation, I was like, them college kids are going to be running away. But no, y'all running too. Okay, come on now. I love it. Uh, this is a great week. If y'all notice, I don't know, have we, had, have we handed out the, the little gift? We haven't handed out the gift tonight. Guys, listen. Uh, if you can't afford a rose, rush back before service ends and grab one in the bucket and give it to your girlfriend, okay? Um, one of the things that we like to do at Crossover, a lot, we've done this the last five years, is we like to give you girls just a little, a little something sweet, all right? And you might not get a rose from anybody, but you're getting a rose from Jesus tonight. Amen, hallelujah. I just got a question for you ladies. How many of you are single, be honest, all right? I just got a question. All right. How many of you, be honest with me, would be willing to maybe just go on a little coffee date with someone if they just asked? Come on. Don't be shy. Come on. Raise them up. I'm going to make you raise them up. Okay. Okay. You can put them down. Like everybody raise their hand, by the way. In their hearts, right? Hey, at least you get a free coffee out of the deal, amen? Okay? Unless it was someone like Brent Russell that would be like, oh, um, forgot my wallet. I'll, I'll make it up to you at dinner tomorrow night. And we're saying, woo, strategery, strategery. Okay, fellas, who's single up in here? Come on now. Okay. How many of you would like to take a girl on a coffee date? All right, come on. Okay, you're welcome. Go ask a girl out on a coffee date, for goodness sakes. Now, don't be creepers, okay? Don't be creepy about it, girls. If there's someone in here that's, that's like a wolf in sheep's clothing, I call them vultures. You can see them out in the forest. You're like, girl, 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 right? Now listen, come tell me, because they think that they're here to find a girl, but God's got a different plan for them tonight, amen? They might be trying to find a girl, but we're gonna get them to find some God, all right? Because God's got a divine appointment, all right, to meet with Jesus. Listen, in all seriousness, this is just, this is sidestep of a sermon. I just want to give some advice, okay? I've been doing college ministry for long enough. I've kind of seen the ebbs and flows of everything. And listen, girls, if a guy comes and asks you out on a coffee date, all right, I want you to know it takes a lot of courage. It really does. It takes a lot of courage for them to go and actually ask you like a man face-to-face, not through a text. Come on, little boys. I'd be men about it. And I want you to look at him first and foremost and think of him as a brother in Christ. And if this is something that you don't want to do, tell them. 
being honest with them, but handle it Christ-like. Handle it with grace and just say, man, listen, that's such, I, really, it's such a privilege and it's an honor for you to even ask me out on this coffee date, but that's just not something that, that you know, I guess you can be kind of blunt, like I want to do, all right? Be honest, be, be direct. But I would have to respectfully decline, do it with a smile, say it with grace, say, man, I'm praying for you, right? Maybe not, but I'm praying for you. I got to decline, but I'm praying for you. That's a real sister thing to say. But here's the big thing, is he didn't ask your friends out, he asked you out. So you don't need to be running to your girlfriends and going and slandering his name. Guess you asked me all this, like, understand, like, like, lift him up like a brother, encourage him. And fellas, listen. If you go ask a girl out on a coffee date, and maybe she says these things respectfully, take it on the chin with a smile, all right? It was worth the ask, right? Like, like man, it was worth it. You know what? I understand. I still love you as a friend. still love you as a, as a sister in Christ. Like, take it on the chin. Move on. But don't go tell your boys and go slander her name. Like, man, you know, sure, he had five other dates planned out. Didn't have time. Don't say things like that. Like, lift her up. Instead of tearing her down. Sound good? Some dating advice, all right? You're welcome. All right, back in the sermon now. Who loved last week? Come on now. <clears throat> I loved last week. I, um, I think it was very, very beneficial for us to learn how to build a ship. How, how do we keep the Shekinah, right? How do we keep the presence of God around us? If you didn't know, it was a two-way street. It wasn't only finding somebody that can help you keep the presence of God. It's also you yourself. You need to be able to keep the Shekinah, the glory, the presence of God around you. We both need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. we got to fight. we got to make sure that we keep the presence of God prevalent in our lives. Amen? But tonight... Let's talk about a little something that I like to call navigating the ship, all right? How do we know how to navigate the ship? Now, I know that the title kind of explains itself, but how are we as Christians in this chaotic of a world supposed to handle relationships, and how do we navigate them through all this chaos? You know, I was thinking about this the other day, so I was just like, you know, if we... If we didn't have what we know, what is teaching us how to do relationships? What in this world is making us know how to do relationships? And I was thinking, what do most college kids do? How many of y'all listen to music almost every single day? Okay, right? The majority, all right? I was thinking, you know, if they just went off of music every single day, then I would say that's how they're learning about most of the things that they're listening to. So I was thinking, man, you know, most of them listen to Biebs, don't get me wrong, like, she's so holy, 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 right? I don't know what it is, right? <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong, I don't know if I agree with everything that Beeb says, but that dude's been blowing it up for Jesus on Instagram, all right? I'll say it, all right? <laughs> I don't know if that deserves a cheer. Anybody like the weekend at the Super Bowl, right? Did they have like diapers on their faces at one point? I don't know what was going on. But I looked it up, and the highest paid vocalist right now in America 
is Ariana Grande. She is the highest paid. She makes mega millions. She is bank rolling, all right? And so I was just thinking, you know, she has massive amounts of millions of followers on Instagram. And I thought, you know what? They probably already know this song, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a song, all right? I'm not gonna go explicit with it, but I wanna read what is some of the words that we are listening to. Every single, everybody's like, uh-oh, all right? <laughs> Heaven sent you to me. I'm just hoping that I don't repeat history. Boy, I'm trying to meet your mama on Sunday, then make a whole lot of love on Monday. Never need to know no, no one else, babe, because I'll be switching the positions for you, cooking in the kitchen, and I'm in the bedroom. In the Olympics, way I'm jumping through hoops, know I'm my love infinite, nothing that I wouldn't do that I wouldn't do for you. But my question is this, is do we listen to more of her music or listen to scripture more? See, the proof is in the pudding, guys. Now, I want to change my sermon style up that I usually do every single February about relationships. And I want to compare what does the world promote and what does the Bible promote about teaching how to navigate through ships. Now, I think many of us can maybe compare our life to what she is saying about hoping not to repeat history. And, and anybody in here with that idea, like, I don't want my relationship to be like the, the last relationship. Anybody gone through some heartache over your last maybe couple relationships and, and you don't want to repeat history. I don't want it to be the same. Now, isn't it funny? We can learn a lot from our history, right? Anybody cut, their, cut themselves from cutting, like cutting open an apple, right? Cut your finger, right? You learned, okay, well, cut away from the body, right? Like, that's a big deal. Like, anybody brush their teeth and then drink orange juice afterwards? Like, the worst absolute taste in the world. Guess what? You're going to learn your lesson, and you're not going to repeat that same thing. But my question is, how come so many of us go from relationship to relationship to relationship with the same people doing the same things and we never learn how to do something different? Some people call that insanity. Trying to do the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome. If history repeats itself, it's because we have been repeating history. Students, maybe some of us, we need to change the way that maybe we have dated. Maybe some of us in here, we have never dated somebody, and maybe we need to know how to date somebody. But uh, if we can just kind of walk through maybe some of the principles that we can learn tonight, I think when navigating your relationship with somebody, I think first and foremost, you need to know your destination. When we start a relationship and, and we are working on this relationship, we need to know where is our destination, how many people in here, no lie, have started a relationship and didn't know where you wanted to end up? It would be literally like a captain setting sail, going into the middle of the sea with nowhere to go, nowhere, nowhere how to find where to go, and expecting to end up somewhere safely. But students, we have to be a little different than what the world promotes. 
But let me tell you something. We have a destination. We have an end goal when it comes to dating. We, we do have an end goal. Someday we are going to go toe-to-toe, face-to-face with Jesus, and we're going to have to explain to him our life someday. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt, if we can just keep to this principle, I believe that it will change our life dramatically. It's 1 Corinthians 1031 is where we're going to end up today with the overarching theme of how to navigate the ship. And it says this. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, everybody say whatever. Do all things for the glory of God. Give no offense to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I try to please everyone and everything I do, not seeking my own advantage but that of many, that they may be saved. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Now, does this say, here's the 10 principles that Jesus wants you to have when dating? No, not necessarily. But I believe that we can take a couple things from this bit of scripture, and I think that we can apply it to the way that we date in our Life. What this shows me and what this is explaining to me is that there's a summation of all Christian life and we should have the conduct that aims to glorify God. The second principle that it's learned here, great for us, is to glorify God is not for our own advantage, but it's for the advantage of others so that they might have a relationship with him because of what we have done. Now, Paul uses eating and drinking. We should do these things not to offend people, but you have a destination with your own actions. Our actions are to bring glory to God and to bring others to him. So students, where am I getting at with all this? I'm not here to talk about just eating and drinking, which, which we probably will be talking about some point in, later in this semester. But what I'm preaching about is the whatever part of this scripture, whatever we do should be encapsulated by the glorification of God in leading people to the feet of him. So then that tells me whatever I do in this life, the main aim for my destination is for the glory of God and bringing people to him. Listen, if you don't walk away with anything, our goal in our life and the destination of everything that we do is to bring glory to God and bring people to him. So that means that when we're in this relationship with this girl or when this relationship to, with this guy, that isn't the greatest relationship that is happening. It's a vessel that is either used for the glory of God and bringing people to him, or it's a broken vessel that is used for our glory and for our satisfaction. So students, if your destination is glorifying God and bringing people to him, then our relationship with the person that we are with should be proof of that. If our relationships proof is the end goal is to bring glory to God Almighty, then nothing else should matter in this world. I don't know what this whatever means to you. But to me, it means how well I date this person should bring glory to God. Whatever I do with this girl or with this guy should bring people to the feet of Jesus. Jesus. 
Now, you want to make a ripple across this campus, don't you? You want to proclaim the love and you want to proclaim the peace of Jesus. Then I guarantee you the way you date matters. The way that you hang out with your girl matters. The way that you walk across the campus, it could be waffle, it could be pancake, it could be the pinky hold, I don't know, arm over, like I don't know what you're doing. But the way that you hold yourself, the way that you talk with them, the way that you interact with other people with them by your side, it matters. It is for one purpose and it is for one purpose only, for the glorification of God and bringing people to his feet. So when you have determined that in your relationship, we need to, then we need to find the direction to our destination. You know, last week I told you about Old Blue. Old Blue, I love that boat. All right. God rest his soul. I don't know where he's at. What I didn't tell you is that 4th of July night after Old Blue let me down, I got on the old interwebs and I actually found another boat and bought a boat that night. I cheated on Old Blue, all right, I did. And I cheated on Old Blue with Little Red. You know why I called her Little Red? Because it was a Little Red boat. You're welcome. My first purchase for Little Red was this big old fish finder, because I love to fish. I don't know if y'all know that, but I love to fish. And this fish finder was, you know, it was pretty high dollar for a for a pastor's budget, so I wanted to get the nice one. And what the, one of the greatest things about this fish finder is that when I could find a good fishing spot, especially Lake, Lake Texoma, it's so big, right? And I was able to save my location uh, on the fish finder so whenever I came back to Lake Texoma, I could plug it in and go directly to it. So one day I went on my annual fishing trip, and I knew the, the designated place that I wanted to go to, and my friend Anthony and I, uh, we plugged it in, and I was like, man, I was looking, I was like, man, man, they're taking me all the way around here, like, I don't know why this high dollar fish finder is adding, like, 15 minutes to our trip, like, I was like, we go in between the islands, I've done this for 20 years, like, why, I could cut half of my time in there, so we get in Little Red and hit all 220 horses, a little bigger than Old Blue, right? We're cruising it, I don't know, a good 45, 50 miles an hour, scooting pretty good. That high dollar fish finder, right in between these two islands that we're going through, it starts yelling at me, like beep, 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 beep. Like, I mean, it's throwing all these warning signs, looking at it, and I look down and it says, shallow water, shallow water, stop. And about, before I could even get my hand to the throttle, I ran about a, a, a sandbar in the middle of the stinking lake. You want to be embarrassed? Try to sandbar your boat in the middle of the lake. Like, that's embarrassing. What I didn't know is over the last months, it hadn't rained for six, seven months, and the the lake had dropped like 25 feet. And this fish finder was telling me, slow down, slow down. It took us forever to get off that sandbar rock and shake and trying to pick the boat up. And we finally got it off of this sandbar. It was cold. It was miserable. And we were stuck. Guess what I did from there on? Anywhere the fish finder told me to go and how to get there, guess what I did? I did it, right? 
I'll listen to it. It might not have been the prettiest way, it might not have been the fastest way, it might not have been the funnest way, but I'll listen to it because it was able to do something. It was able to show me the areas to avoid to get safely to my destination. See, when you have the destination on your life to bring glory to God and to bring people to his feet, we also have a GPS system. It's called the Word of God. And it shows us the routes that we are supposed to take, but also shows us the routes to avoid because those are either going to slow us down, they're going to interrupt us, and sadly, they might even halt our progress to get to our destination to God. Now, it might not be the fastest way. All you single people said amen, right? Like, Lord, listen, I've been single for 15 years, Lord. I need me, I need me a strong man of the Lord, Lord, right? Guys, like, Lord, I, I, she doesn't be too strong. I just need a good woman, right? Like, hey, four to one odds, guys. Four to one odds, all right? That means every one guy, there's four girls in crossover. If you didn't know that, I was bad at math too, right? It might not be the easiest. Some of us have had some hard past, have we not? Some of us, we've taken some hard stripes to get where we are today. And I want to assure you with something. If you follow the word of God, I guarantee that you will be glorifying God. So when you find the right direction and you find the routes to avoid, what are some of those in this college world? And this is where I kind of want to focus on today. I think that there are two big things that, that the Bible is screaming, especially at our age generation right now, especially to you college students, 25 and under. I believe that God has really been screaming at something to us because I've seen this tear so many people, so many relationships. I've seen so many people build their relationships on these two things when it wasn't what the way that God intended it to be. The first one is simply this, 2 Corinthians 6. 14 through 18. Do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. I bring this up almost every dating season, because that I believe that this is one of the greatest areas that we deal with in this age group. The greatest way for a Christian to make sure not to bring God glory, is I truly honestly believe this, is to attach your life to somebody who doesn't care. Why? Because darkness and light can never coexist. Water and oil will never mix. Darkness and light will never be able to coexist because they will always be fighting with one another because you have this little thing called the Holy Spirit inside of you that is calling to you to grow deeper, to pray harder, to, to love sweeter, to keep on serving people, to worship Jesus, to worship Jesus, to worship Jesus, and to be like Jesus. And guess what he asks you to do is to think like Jesus so you can be like Jesus. And here's the one thing, students. 
If you can't think like Jesus, then you can't live for Jesus. And if you attach your life with someone who doesn't think like Jesus, then they can't help you glorify Jesus because they won't be trying to live for Jesus. They'll be living for anything else in a world that they can attach their life to. And I promise you, this is a direct scripture about this, is that anyone who loves the world and the things of this world is an enemy to God. Now listen, battle strategies don't work in godly relationships. You don't keep your friends close and your enemies closer. It doesn't work that way with this. You keep God first. You put people around you in your inner circle that can help you glorify him and can help you build them up. And then you put these other people who need Jesus and you need to find out how to serve them and how to love them and how to encourage them and how to glorify God and to bring them to Jesus's feet. Those are the people that you put in your life. Now listen, Unequally yoked is this, is the yoke is the piece of wood that they put over two oxen that is pulling the plow. And equally yoked means is you have to pull at the same pace at the same time to, grow, to, to row the straightest rows to be able to grow the best crops. And if you have one ox that is pulling and one that is not pulling as much, you won't make straight rows. You won't grow great crops. If you have one ox that is pulling and one that is not pulling at all, what does that mean? Is that you won't grow crops at all in your life. Students, I feel like this is where many of us get hung up. When we stop navigating our way towards God and we start negotiating why we should take the other route. When you start, when you start negotiating and you stop navigating, you start trying to speak for God. Well, God, listen, she's great, she's beautiful. My heart, man, like she makes my heart smile. Like I can help her, Lord. I can help her grow. Or You know what, I know he's tough on the outside, but man, he's pretty to look at, right? I can get him to come to crossover, Lord, I feel it. I can do it. Lord, listen, I I can't give him up. I've been so lonely for so long, I just can't do it. Or I'm afraid if I lose him or cut them off, man, I just, it just won't work out for me. Students, listen, if you can learn something from me about relationships, trust me, I have been here multiple times. I have negotiated for a lot of girls. And I promise you, as the pastor that you have listened to for years now, whenever I negotiated for a girl that was unequally yoked, I can promise you, and I can say this with all truthfulness, is I never brought her closer to Jesus, but she always pulled me away from him. Don't negotiate. You need to navigate. Don't Settle for a guy just because you want somebody to hold your hand and because you feel lonely. You need to wait. You need to trust. You need to learn. Fellas, don't settle for a girl because they help your social status. Don't, don't fall in love with a girl just because she can make you feel like a million bucks. Grow in righteousness for God. Because I promise you, what have you heard me say so many times? Nothing is sexier than a... Christian, come on now. 
I love it when freshmen come because they've never heard me say that before. (laughs) Students, whatever you start your relationship with will be the very thing that you're trusting to sustain it. Whatever you start your relationship with will be the very thing that you trust to sustain it. If it's not built on Jesus, you're building it on sand and you're not building it on stone. So what's the biggest thing that the world teaches us about? What's the very thing that Ariana was talking about? What's the very thing that if you go search, 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 search about? Let's just be honest. It talks about sex. You ask anybody of this world that doesn't love Jesus about relationships, some part of that, that talk is going to be talking about sex. It's unbelievable the amount of things that this world is trying to promote about sex. I didn't realize this until I became a father. Three years ago, I was watching TV with, he was probably about four or five months, baby Rev. Yes, I have a kid named Rev. You're welcome, world. I love that kid. Oh, Revan, he's a handful. Anyways, when he was four or five years, four or five months, um, I was watching just a normal TV show. wasn't thinking too much of it. He was over there drinking his apple juice pouch, right? And some, I guess this was a little bit of a sassy scene, right? A little sassy, right? I didn't think much of it. And then I look over and my, my four-month-old was like, like looking like eyeball to eyeball. I was like jumping. I was like, don't look. Like, don't look at this nastiness, right? Like, I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's like, and then the other day, no lie, I, was, I, I got up to go to the kitchen to grab some coffee. And Revan is now three. And he's like, daddy, look. And I look. And it was like this, it was a commercial about what, the 90-day fiance? Hello, that's, okay, that's wrong in itself. But he's like, she's naked. And I was like, whatever. And I look over, and the girl is in the doorway naked, like with the big blur. He's like, that's gross. I was like, you're right, buddy. That's gross. That's sick. That's disgusting. No one should ever be naked in front of anybody, ever. What does the word say about this? First Thessalonians 4. Three, for this is the will of God. Anybody want to know what the will of God is? Here you go. Your sanctification. That means you becoming more like Jesus every single day in every single way. To abstain from sexual immorality. That each of you would know how to control his or her own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust that the Gentiles who do not know God. Now listen. I don't know who in here doesn't want to hear this tonight or doesn't want their girlfriend or their boyfriend to hear this, but I can believe that we all agree on this issue. Maybe it's something that you have done. Maybe this is something that you have done with the person maybe next to you or someone in your past. I don't know if you have slipped up physically or not with one another. All I do know is this, is that the world is promoting sex every single way in every single way, every single day in every single way. I can't tell you the thousands of people that I have I've counseled over the last decade of, of my life, so many of them, and said, you know what, I didn't even really want to have sex, but I was actually the outsider. People actually made fun of me for not having sex yet. I've had so many people say that. I've had three just this past week tell me that. And let me tell you something, boyfriends. 
who are feeling really uncomfortable right now. You're welcome. All right, that's the Holy Spirit. All right. Let me tell you what your girlfriend feels like right next to you right now. She feels shame. Because the girls that Caroline and I have counseled over the past decade who have had sex or who are having sex, they instantly feel less than they feel like they would be if they never would have had it. They feel like less of a person. A lot of, a lot of I'm not saying everyone, but I'm saying a lot of them who have had it or are having it right now, they almost just instantly feel less than. Girlfriends, let me tell you what your, built, your boyfriend is feeling right now. They're feeling guilty. Because if they have Jesus in their life right now, they know that there's a calling to be a man of God that they need to be. And when you're called to be a man of God, you're called to lead people. And when you're leading people, and you know that when you're not leading your girlfriend the right way, you feel less than, and you're afraid that your girlfriend thinks less than you because you're not being the man of God that you need to be. Now, students, I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to tell you that you're going to go to hell because you've had sex. Thank you, Jesus, for Jesus. Amen? I'm here to tell you something. There's something better for this relationship, and there's something that you can be proud of. Students, you may have slipped up in your past, and, and you want a fresh start. Maybe you slipped up even last week, and I want to tell you that there's something good for you around the corner. Maybe some of you, you haven't ever been in a relationship, and you want to start on the right direction when you get into this relationship. For some of us, I'm, this is my beg, all right? Beg for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness. You want a fresh start? Ask for forgiveness. When you truly forgive, that means that you are truly sorry. And when you're truly sorry for something, you're going to truly quit it. Because guess what? We have a God, not a God that is only just, but we have a God that is merciful. And he loves you for the way that you are. Nothing that you can do right now, if you have Jesus in your life, can make him love you any less and cannot make him love you any more. That's how great and that is how awesome our God is. Amen? So beg for mercy and beg for forgiveness and say, God, I'm sorry for this. Guess what happens at that moment? Our great God says he throws it as far as the east is from the west and he forgets about it. And you are made new in the image of God. You're not defined by your past. You're defined by his son. So when God looks at you, he doesn't see your sin. He sees his son, Jesus Christ, who died for your sins. Next, I would beg you to ask for daily instructions. Lord, how am I supposed to live for you today? Lord, I want to glorify you today. See, directions aren't only about what to avoid, but it's also where we are supposed to go. A couple years ago, I went fishing. I love fishing stories. You're welcome. We went out, and it was truly, it was very foggy, um, and the fog came in even more, even more, and um, I could not see, we, we like to jug fish, we like to put 60 jugs out, yes, it's kind of cheating, and we have two hooks on every jug, all right, and we could not see the jugs to save our life, and we actually got a little scared because there were some trees that we knew about that we were about to run into and your boy got this big old stick, and I'm like fishing the water. Like, we can't even see 10 feet in front of us. I'm making sure we're not running into any trees. And we're just about to give up. 
And I remember that, I was like, you know what? I remember that when we lined our jugs up at Lake Texoma, we put our jugs in between Soldier Creek Canal, and there was this cross that was on top of this hill. I was wondering, you know, I wonder if I could see that cross. And I looked up, and above the fog, I could see just the very tip top of this cross. And we're kind of a little bit right of it. And I was like, Dad, I see the cross. And we were able to put our boat exactly where it needed to be, and it was aligned with the cross. And at that very moment, we saw the direct line that we were supposed to go. Students, many of us in our relationship with our girlfriend or with our boyfriend, we are surrounded by the chaos and the fog in this world that is telling us what to do and we're crowded and we don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. We don't, we, we, they tell us that we're supposed to do this and experiment with this and we're supposed to look this way. We're supposed to act that way. We should have all these friends. We should do, we should do, we should do. But why, why not, instead of getting lost in the fog, why don't we align our relationship with the cross? Why don't we look at the cross and we look towards Jesus and let him direct us the way to go? Maybe let's just be a little different than the world, amen? Why don't you be like, hey babe, let's go to Brahms. Like, let's get out of this place and let's just go to Brahms. I just wanna get to know you more. Hello, right? All the girls are gonna be like, yeah, I'd like that. Let's talk a little bit. Hey babe, like, just tell me some things, you don't have to go too deep, but like what are some things that, that you're working through right now with Jesus? What is God teaching you? Instead of maybe going into your room, turning off the lights and getting into bed and watching a movie, right? Why don't you go and say, hey girlfriend, don't call her girlfriend, all right? <laughs> hey, you know what? I need, to t- I need to be honest with you. About 11 o'clock, these two things grow a mind of their own. And they cannot be trusted. So we either need to be in a public place, we either need to be with our friends, or we need to be in our separate rooms because you can't trust these after 11 o'clock. Can we be that real with our girlfriends? Hey, you know what, boyfriend? You can call them that. They like it. Hey, listen, when we start making out in the car, it's very hard for us to stop, and we've been very horrible at it. Can we make a pack right now to only peck? Hashtag Peck, that's gonna be the next crossover (laughs) Instagram. Why don't y'all pray for one another? Why don't you encourage one another? No one else in this world is gonna do that. Why don't you, to some degree, why don't you try to just kind of work through some of the word together and point this relationship towards the cross? Why don't you, instead of setting yourself up for failure in a room alone, why don't you just go and find some people that need to know about Jesus and y'all learn how to work together and bring them to the feet of Jesus? That is a change in this world and that's what's gonna ignite this, this campus for Christ. Everything you do, do for the glory of God and for bringing people to him. When you can navigate the ship through the fog is when you can look in the mirror that next morning, you can be proud of who you are, you can be proud of who they are, and you can be excited about growing in Jesus. Students, I don't know where you're at in your relationship. I don't know if you're in a relationship, need a relationship. I don't know where you're at right now. 
But I know for some of us, we don't have the one relationship that matters. And none of this works if you don't have Jesus. And I'm telling you right now, it's the greatest relationship that you need to make sure that you have first. If you want that relationship tonight, please, I beg you, come talk to the prayer team. I'm going to be sitting down right here. Please come talk to me because, listen, Jesus wants that relationship with you. Relationships that are righteous have a destination. Our destination is to glorify God with everything we do and to bring people to his feet. But we have to have the right direction. We have to avoid things that the Bible tells us to avoid and we have to cling to things that the Bible tells us to cling to. And students, when this happens is when I truly believe you're gonna find the right person that God has designed for you. Amen? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for you. Thank you for your word. Lord, first, I mean, no question, foremost, I beg that these students who don't know you will, that they realize tonight, you know what? I've never had this relationship with you, Lord, and you know what? I'm still kind of wondering about that. I hope that they can say these things. Lord, I'm a sinner and I know it. I've sinned against you. I've gone against you. But today I want to change that. I want to ask for forgiveness tonight. And Lord, I ask you to come and be the savior of my world. I know that you came and you died for me. I know that you rose again on the third day to conquer all sin. And I'm going to do that tonight. And I hope and I pray and I beg that they do that. For the majority of us in here who have that relationship, I beg that we cling on to that relationship and we let that to be the destination of every other relationship in our life. That we aim to glorify you, that we aim to honor you, that we aim to do all things for your glory. But Lord, the greatest way for us to show your glory is to show people about you. And let us be aware that everything that we do, act or say is for, is for that. And in relationships, our relationship with that girl or with that guy, everything that we do, everything that we say, Lord, even if we break up, let's do it for your glory. Let's do it in a righteous way. Let us do it for your glory and for your sake. Lord, let us build our relationships tonight. Lord, I beg that we find good godly relationships for it's in your name. Amen. If we would stay.